So I've noticed here at church, one of our spiritual gifts seems to be eating. If you attend Sunday school, you've observed the generous spread of edibles. After church, most of us will attempt to climb the Mount Panera collection out there, reaching that summit of sweetness. My goodness, even on Wednesday night prayer meeting, Ed's bringing goodies for us to eat sometimes. We like to eat. Speaking of food, I heard a conversation, a man talking about a a 10th anniversary he just celebrated with his wife, and he was telling his friend, bragging about this food they had. It was this awesome restaurant. They prepare the food right in front of you. I mean, you can customize it as you're going along. The guy says, that's awesome. I've heard of places like that. What's the name of this place you took your wife to on your 10th anniversary? Subway. <clears throat> the other day, I, I burned 5,000 calories in 60 minutes. You want to know how? I forgot to take the brownies out of the oven. <clears throat> Last one, I promise. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <clears throat> well, speaking of our mouths and what's in them, let's turn to Psalm 34. I love the Psalms. And as you're turning to Psalm 34, maybe you forgot your Bible. America's most gifted and conscientious Ushers are on their way now. Slip up your hand. They'll get you not just a Bible, but a page to take notes as well. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I want to focus for a few minutes on verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I love the humorous commercials for the uh, Capital One credit cards. You've seen them, right? It's uh, Samuel L. Jackson or Jennifer Garner. And, and, and what's the tagline? What's in your wallet, right? What's in your wallet? Well, this verse seems to be asking something different. What's in your mouth? Some folks always seem to have stuff in their mouth. Have you noticed? A toothpick? Uh, a piece of gum? For my dad, it's a lifesaver. Lifesaver brand only, please. Peppermint, not wintergreen. That's subpar. Maybe it's a thumb. If you're a three-year-old like Sadie, our granddaughter, she's always got that thumb in her mouth. For me, it's usually a cookie. Boy, did Diana make some awesome cookies this week. Oh, oh. She doesn't eat them. I do. The testimony of the psalmist here is, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, surely he doesn't really, literally mean continually, does he? All the time? Yes. Yes, he does. Question, how would your family, your friends, describe what comes out of your mouth? The bulk of it. You know what? They know. There's no fooling them. What would they say about you? Oh, he's, he's a cynic. She's an encourager. He's a jokester. She's a worrywart. Uh, he's a braggart. 
She talks nonstop. His whole world is sports. Her entire life is designer purses and big jewelry. Back to this question, what's in your mouth? Is it cynicism or is it praise? Self-centered talk or praise? Gossip or praise? Politics or praise? Coronavirus or praise? How often is praise in your mouth? Only on Sundays when we're singing with these great songs that Dennis puts together? Only at prayer meeting when Ed plays the phone on his little speaker there? Only when it's a sunny day or a pleasant night? Perhaps a shred or two of praise uh, during your devotion time? But that's it. This Psalm 34.1 calls us to something radically different. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's in your mouth? You know, if you don't know Jesus as Savior, let me tell you what needs to be in your mouth first. The Bible says in Romans 10.9, if you will confess with your mouth, there it is again, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's the foundation right there. But could I, could I suggest there are five keys to learning this lifestyle of constant praise? Key number one, praise is a choice. Notice that this act of praising really is a decision. The psalmist says his praise will continually be in my mouth, meaning it's a choice. We will or will not praise. The decision is ours. We don't think of it as a decision. We just let life kind of come at us and we just kind of react the way we do. But it's a choice. And the opposite of I will, if you have two and three-year-olds around your house is, I won't. They say it boldly. <laughs> at least they're honest. <laughs> are we choosing to bless the Lord at all times? Are we, are we choosing to have praise continually coming out of our mouth? We love to quote Psalm 118. You know it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But there's a decision in that. I will rejoice. It's a choice. This decision to praise the Lord at all times is not about something that wafts over us, this spiritual mist. It's not about something good that sweeps over us magically. It's not about a good mood or, or the product of a happy day. I want you to process that David, who wrote this psalm, knew what it was to be on the run, hunted by his enemies, plotted against by his own son, fleeing from his own home, tortured by thirst. The context of this psalm is unbelievable. His life has just been taken from him, nearly. Not very fun. And yet, he writes this psalm constantly making the choice to constantly praise the Lord. And that is what I am inviting you and me to start today. Constantly make the choice to constantly praise the Lord. All day, every day. In other words, let's take the sermon and reduce it down into five words. Constant praise all my days. That's it. Constant praise all my days. So praise is a decision, number one. 
Key number two, praise is not natural. It's not. It sounds like such a nice Christian thing to do, doesn't it? Warm, fuzzy, religious talk. Praise the Lord. When I first started working at Moody, there was a little old lady, and uh, she answered the phone constantly, no matter what it was, no matter who it was. Barbara, do you care? And you'd say, how are you doing? She goes, rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing in the Lord. All right, and I would kind of imitate her, as I just did. I shouldn't have. Because that was pretty cool testimony, rejoicing in the Lord. Constant praise all her days. But it, it is not natural. Praise is sometimes the grittiest, gutsiest thing that you could ever do. It's not natural. Let me tell you what is natural. The scripture tells us in Romans 1.21, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's natural for us. That's default. James 3.10, what's natural for us, it says, is to bless in one breath and curse in the next. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things not not to be. But that's natural for us. Last week I was down in Jacksonville, Florida. Was there to shoot some video, gather some audio and some pictures for Moody Radio for our upcoming share event. Thanks for giving generously, by the way. And um, it, it was not the, the most successful of trips from a couple of standpoints. Number one, rushing through TSA with a backpack full of camera and lenses and stuff. They wanted something, they wanted everything out of it. And I managed to drop one of the lenses. That's not a real good feeling when you haven't even started the gig. Now I'm down in Jacksonville and I'm, I'm uh, there and waiting for the rental car. You call up the phone, they come pick you up. Except nobody answered the phone. How do you have a pickup number that you don't pick up? I wait five minutes, I call again, nobody answers. Nice. And then I, I get unleashed upon with a Florida monsoon. And I'm sitting there going, wow, is this, is this, this is this whole trip. This is really a great trip, yeah. So glad I came. And you know, in the middle of that, no answer from the cab or the uh, rental car, thinking about this lens, wondering how much it's going to cost to fix it, this psalm pops into my head. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. May I tell you, it struck me as an inconvenient truth. I just wasn't up for it. I, I, I tried to make that choice. I did. I did. But it was very much grit and grinding of teeth while I said it, as opposed to something I felt in my heart. Praise is not natural. Key number three, praise blesses God. Amazing. Amazing. By living a lifestyle of giving God praise, we actually bless the Almighty. Psalm 147, 11, The Lord delights in those who fear Him, who put their hope in His unfailing love. Brings Him delight. You think of the Old Testament character Job, and one day he loses, what, his children, his home, his flocks, his possessions, his wealth, and still he chooses to praise. 
One of the most awesome verses in the whole Bible, Job 1.21, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And it, says, it goes on to say, don't forget to do good with others, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Praise blesses God. At the age of 17, Johnny Erickson dove into the Chesapeake Bay and struck her head, leaving her a quadriplegic. I'm sure you're familiar with her incredible ministry that she's founded, the books she's written, her radio program. For whatever reason, working with Moody Radio for a long time now, uh, Diane and I have had a number of occasions to record with her, be with her, and uh, it's interesting. When you're with her, uh, she is full of praise. It's not an act. One time we took our daughter Lynette, who at the time was just, I don't know, 13 or 14, was wearing a back brace that really kind of bothered her. Now, when I say back brace, you think of some little spandex thing you buy at Osco. This is a hard plastic thing that's molded to your body with a body cast. And it has these rather un unattractive rabbit ears that poke up at the back of your head. It's just the form-fitting thing every 13-year-old girl wants to be seen in. She was having a hard time with it. And Johnny graciously took the time to encourage her. Um, and she was full of praise. What Diane and I have observed is this. You, you cannot spend any time with Johnny Tata and not be invited with her to sing praise. She just bursts out singing. And she says, sing with me and you sing. Uh, listen to this comment she made in a, in a conversation I once had with her for a project we titled called If I Could Do It All Over Again. Her own words. Oh, if I could do it all over again, I would sing more. You know, the uh, book of Ephesians tells us to sing and make melody in your heart. Uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful command from Scripture. And so I would probably memorize the words to a lot more hymns, and I would sing them more often. Yep, I would probably sing more if I could do it all over again. Hmm. And she's done it a lot. What's behind Johnny's passion to praise God? She writes, Half a century of paralysis has shown me how high the cosmic stakes really are. Whenever I fidget in my confinement, I can almost hear Satan taunt God as he did with Job. Look at her, see? She doesn't really trust you. Test her with more pain and you'll see her true colors. When the devil insists God's people only serve him when life is easy, I have the high honor to prove him wrong. To be on the battlefield where the mightiest forces in the universe converge in warfare, by God's grace, I'm all in. And so Johnny sings. Do we? What's in your mouth? Key number four, praise blesses others. It's true. Listen to Psalm 34, verse 2. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. In other words, our praising rubs off on others. How cool is that? You know it for a fact. Your cynicism raises its influence on others. 
Your negativity influences others, rubs off on others. Mine does too. But our rejoicing, our praise, can bless others. Key number five, praise blesses you. It does. In his book, Spiritual Exercises That Heal, Glenn Evans points out, we cannot be anxious if we are praising. Worry cannot coexist with praise. Pretty cool. There are other practical benefits of praising the Lord. Let me list just a few of them. Benefit number one, you are in a better mood. <laughs> Psalm 71:14. as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. Praising and hope, they go together. Better mood. C.S. Lewis agrees. I had not noticed how the humblest and at the same time most balanced people praised most, while the cranks, misfits, and malcontents praised least. Praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. Inner health made audible. That's pretty good. Benefit number two, you know you've given God what he wants. You know you've given God what he wants. This past Christmas, we went out Christmas shopping, as we always do, except this time, I bought Diana's Christmas present with her by my side. Yep, she picked it out all by herself. It was so fun. Now, I like the element of surprise, too, and that's how the history of our life has pretty much been. But it was just fun to sit there and let her pick it out, whatever she wanted, get it right there. No, she didn't get to have it then. Oh, no, no, no. We honored the rules, wrapped up, stayed away. But I knew, really knew she got something that she really wanted. That was fun. That was fun. And when you, when you give God the praise, you know you've given him what he wants. 1 Chronicles 16, 23, and 24, Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Praise is what he wants. It's what he wants. Jeremiah 20, 13, Sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Ephesians 1, verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Old Testament to New Testament, praise is what God wants. And when we praise God, we can know we're giving Him what He wants. That's pretty good. Benefit number three, you get the gift of God's peace. The gift of God's peace. Anybody have too much peace in their lives? Not me. Your mind, your troubles, your concerns are focused away from you when you're praising. Isaiah 26, 3, you know this verse. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. You get the gift of God's peace. But please note, God's not looking for part-time praisers. He's got enough of those. Not looking for seasonal praisers. People who give him praise only when life is good. Those jobs are all filled. He's not looking for weekenders either. People who wave their arms and worship on Sunday and then forget God. He's got more than enough of those. God is looking for folks who will choose to set their circumstances aside 
even when they drop a camera lens or fail to connect with their car rental company and praise him anyway. <laughs> well, they say repetition is the key to learning. I'm going to invite Matt Foote to come up and join me here and help us with some repetition. I mentioned this uh, sermon is uh, summed up in five words, constant praise all my days. I want to see if you've really heard it. Would you, would you just share that with me? Constant praise all my days. Now, we're going to tie that together with a little accompaniment back here. And I'm going to do a little bit of a, uh, what do they call it? Responsive reading. That's the, uh, the term for it. I'll read my line, and then you'll share constant praise all my days. I think the tempo might be just a bit fast. A little slower. All right. Can you say constant praise all my days in that amount of time, if I cue you? Constant praise all my days. You got it. Here we go. When the car won't start and the bills won't stop. When you're weary of the vacuum and the broom and the mop. The promotion doesn't come and the job just stinks. Your relationship goes bad and your heart just sinks. When your fears look big and your God looks small. When the path seems rough and you think you'll fall. When the doc says it's bad and your all hope is gone. When your life's so dark that there's no more dawn. What? Wait, you're out of sync with the drum. I know I threw you a curveball. Here we go. Two, three, what? What? Yes. You're awesome. <laughs> Got to tell you the story, the true story of a guy who was in the final stages of a horrific form of cancer that, that had him in just absolute agony. I mean, the guy was just in excruciating pain. He had a very close friend who would visit him every day. Every day. And he could see that this guy was in enormous pain. And so he asked him one day, point blank, because they were such good friends that he could talk so frankly with him. He said, how do you do it? And I'm sorry, I, how do you keep that smile on your face? You know where this whole thing is going. <laughs> Death is the next step. The pain isn't going to get any less. And there you are with a smile on your face, praise on your lips. How do you do it? The guy said, oh, it's easy. He says, these days are precious because they are the last moments when I will be able to praise God in the presence of his enemies. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Constant praise all my days. What's in your mouth? Let's pray. Lord, so easy to hear these words, so very hard to live them with integrity. Would you help us be people who give you what you want the most? Regardless of circumstances, regardless of the weather, 
regardless of what we feel like, would you help us to be people who give you constant praise all our days? Thank you, Jesus, for this lesson from the life of David, who modeled it for us so well. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.